It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. Austin and I are here for our second episode of uh, the uh, the second season, I guess. We're counting this as the uh, the second season or installment of our uh, podcast here. And we're on, uh, on to week nine. We're here with you, uh, you know, sitting here in your living rooms. Uh, you can see our beautiful faces and, and we're having a good time. So, uh, th- we are uh, the Squaring Up the Sharp team. I'm Max Carroll, joined by Austin Weinrich here. And uh, how's it going, Austin? Uh, pretty well. Uh, excited for a uh, COVID corner this week in the NFL. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we'll go. We'll, we're going to touch base on this, but you were listing off a lot of the names, and you can't. I don't even know how you keep track of it at this point. It's just the NFL's it's, trucking through. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Kick them yeah. to the, for the next person out. Yeah, they uh, that's basically what they're saying to these teams now. And you saw it in the beginning. They tried to reschedule some things. You know, we talked about it a few weeks ago. That's not sustainable. So basically, the NFL has said, you're just going to have to deal with it. And we're not making any more schedule changes. You're going to see a lot of names you don't know. I don't know who the Lions quarterback, you know, their backup quarterback is. Do you know who he is? Uh, No. (laughs) But, you you know, you mentioned Stafford was uh, somebody on that list. So. You know, it's it's, it's going to be Chase Daniels or oh your boy David Blau. I don't know who's starting though. Oh my boy, back, going back to Thanksgiving was that last season? Thanksgiving yeah. last season. Um, so yeah, just some some craziness and you know, a lot of uh, a lot of moving pieces. You don't know who's starting. You don't know who's playing. You, it's just a mess right now, and this is not what the NFL wants, obviously, uh, because. You know, now it's, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen on a week? You know, it, hey, it's, it makes it a little more exciting. I mean, if you're in a knockout pool, this is like your worst <laughs> nightmare. You know, <laughs> this is a tough week because you don't know who's playing and uh, they're, it's just, it's just pretty wild. It's, it's a wild world right now. And uh, so we'll get to some of that. We'll throw out some of the names. We already talked about Stafford and, and mentioned him. So um, let's talk about how we did last week with our picks hey um you went uh three and two here last week and you had green bay minus six and a half uh kc minus 19 and a half that was easy <laughs> uh you missed on the chargers at uh minus three and a half you hit pittsburgh plus four which I thought they really dominated that game against uh, Baltimore. Baltimore yeah. had the lead. They, I think they were up 17 at one point, but I don't know. It just felt like Pittsburgh controlled that game. Yeah, I think this, the score was closer. And, and when we talked about it last week, you know, I, I even said I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers win the game. I, I was surprised that that was a four-point, uh, that they were a four-point underdog. But in the last pick? Uh, the Colts minus three, which that game was never really in question. Yeah, that was kind of my gut feeling too, just that that was going to be a game where the Colts just, you know, I, I don't even know what to call it, but the Colts are an interesting team. Um, so I missed on the Packers at minus six and a half, which what a weird game that was. Uh, Dalvin Cook just, you know, that was a Dalvin Cook show. Yeah. <clears throat> Four, Four touchdowns? touchdowns compared to Devontae Adams three. Yeah, Devontae Adams is the only player that can score for Green Bay, I think. <laughs> See, he's the only player that's allowed to score for Green Bay. And uh 
you know, the Vikings just ran all over him. That's the problem with the Packers defense is they can't stop the run. Uh, Dalvin Cook had three, I think he had three rushing touchdowns and one receiving. Yeah, the receiving was a screen, though, that he just took. I think it was 55 yards. They just couldn't tackle him. Uh, he probably had close to 200 all-purpose. He had over 200 all-purpose yards, I think. So, um, you know, just couldn't stop him. And that was a bad loss. But, you know, we're recording on a Saturday here, and the Packers just beat the crap out of the 49ers, which is, uh, you know, that was kind of to be expected. I think the Packers were a seven-point uh, favorite in that one, and the 49ers just have been ravaged by – Injuries and COVID and, and all that. So, Remember, it's uh, all uh, MetLife Stadium's fault. Yeah. And now they keep getting hurt outside of MetLife. Yeah, of course. You got to blame it. You got to blame it on something or some somebody. So um, how'd you do? Uh, let me just give out your season record. You all are right. 22 and 18 on the season. You're plus 180. Okay. Uh, and uh, I did horrible. This was probably my worst week of the season uh speaking of survivor pools i was on the rams in our survivor pool and uh jared goff cost me uh a chance <laughs> to continue to the next week <laughs> how'd that feel that uh dolphins team putting up like uh offensive numbers that you you wouldn't think they would have even gotten into rams territory with those numbers but i don't think they had a drive that went into rams territory Besides the one that started in the Rams territory, <laughs> the Rams seven. Um, yeah, so I missed on the Rams. I was on Tennessee minus six and a half. Missed that because they did not show up. That no. defense is awful. Yeah. See, Buffalo minus four can't cover. Only winning by a field goal against New England. Uh, Detroit, I was on, plus three, which we talked about earlier. The Colts getting blown out. But uh, I hit my loyal team, Seattle, that has uh, been saving my ass so far this season. Yeah, if you just bet on Seattle, you'd be up <laughs> a bunch of money right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that brings my season total back to 500. I'm 20 and 20. And I'm minus 200 betting-wise. Okay. So we're about halfway through the season now. You're at 500. I'm just over 500. So we're, you know, trying to finish up the season strong. The last, uh, what do we got? Nine, eight weeks. Are we got no, nine weeks left? Yeah, yeah week 17 and then yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to gonna keep trucking along and uh, get back to the winning ways here. This, and just so you know, this, this screen behind me, this is, uh, this is not where I live. This is... <laughs> I know I, I I faked you out earlier. Yeah, and then I, I noticed the uh, the like green screen, and I was like, "Oh, you got why do you have cameras in your house?" Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still, you know, last week you could see what was behind me, and we're still in the process of getting settled in. So it's uh, you know, I I put this up here just to you know not not you know give you a look into how how messy this room is right now, but. Um, yeah, so all right, so twenty and twenty for you, twenty-two and eighteen for me, and uh, you know we've been kind of neck and neck the whole season. You had a you you had a, a good couple weeks before this one, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. This week is going to be tough. I mean, you really have to pay attention to who's playing. Um, the weather. I mean, the weather last week was just out of control. Really, yeah, you, you wouldn't think uh, the end of October you'd be seeing snowstorms and. 
or was it Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm up in Connecticut, and just last in the beginning of the week, we had, or was it late last week, we had uh, some snow. Right, I'm driving to work. It snowed all day long, and today it's 74 degrees. Yeah, I'm sweating here, and <laughs> probably uh, 65 on Long Island. Yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful day out, and uh, it's supposed to be that way tomorrow as well, and into next week. So we're getting a little heat wave here in the uh, middle of November. So, yeah, it's uh, you just got to pay attention to that stuff. Make sure you're aware of what's going on before you kind of place those bets because that's the last thing you want. I mean, the people that bet, you know, Vegas and the Browns, they they're over over under was like fifty four or something like that. They put up a combined twenty two points. So you don't want that situation where you sit down to watch a game and you already know that you're done. So make sure you pay attention and and you 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 know keep track of what's going on around the league, uh, injuries and weather and all that. So you're going to see weather start to play a factor more now, going into the uh, the colder months. So keep an eye on that. Uh, let's jump into our fantasy from last week, and I know you have that spreadsheet you you want to share and uh, talk about how we both did. All right. Um. Yeah. You see it? Yeah, it's up there. All right. Um, yeah, you, you get a good week quarterback here. Uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers going off for 23.54. I think that was just above three times his price range. I think it was 7,600. And Drew Locke, your sleeper, was a great pick at around uh, 5,000, I think, and putting up some points. Yeah, that was a big game. They needed... Uh... You know, they needed him to show up and play, and they ended up getting the win. I mean, I, I like the Chargers in that game. Uh, I think they were a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and the uh, Broncos ended up winning it. So, yeah, with the uh, good game for him. Yeah. And then uh, my crappy picks were uh, Josh Allen, who I don't know what happened in that game. They just couldn't do anything against a beleaguered uh, Patriots defense. Yeah, if you look at the last few games for Josh Allen, he's kind of fallen off a little bit. So, hey, uh, left. Yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. I don't, I don't think he's scored more than eighteen points in the last three or four weeks. So, um, you know, he's got a nice, uh, juicy matchup this week against that Seattle defense. That's but, been pretty, uh, pretty bad. But I don't know. Can you trust him? We'll find out later. Uh, yeah. Um, and then. Uh, I had Jimmy Garoppolo, who uh, played a half against that bad Seattle defense and put up a nice uh, 2.76 points. Meanwhile, yeah. Nick Mullins comes in and puts up 20 in the uh, second half. Yeah. You know, Garoppolo, he's he's kind of tough to get a gauge on because he – goes over to San Fran and they get to the NFC championship. They get to the Super Bowl and behind a great offensive line and a great running game, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. You know, I'm kind of interested to see where they, where they go from here. I mean, obviously if he's healthy, he's going to play, but you know, is he, is he going to get them over the hump? I don't know. So, I mean, there's talks of he might be done for the season. You don't know. Yeah, and, and San Fran, I think you said it last week that San Fran is kind of playing above their 
kind of their pay grade right now. And now it's starting to settle in that, you know, they might be in for a, a rough year because, um, you know, they get they, they lose to Seattle, who's now six and one. And, you know, that's kind of getting out of reach a little bit. And then they get blown out by the Packers. Uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan has been a great coach since he's been there. But, you know, I, I just don't know where they're going to find these guys. The lost season, you just take it and. Take your lumps and get through the season. Yeah. All right. Um, and then at running back, you had Kareem Hunt. Speaking of that uh, snowstorm, you think they'd be able to run the ball, but the Browns yeah. struggled in that game to move the ball offensively. And then you were on uh, Jermichael Hasty, who had a decent game. Yeah, for his price. I mean, I think he was around 5000 So, you know, if you get double digits, that's okay. But, uh, you know, I wish I got more out of him. And then uh, I was on Josh Jacobs, who uh, had a nice job running the ball three times from the one-yard line, unable to get in to score a touchdown. And then uh, Le'Veon Bell didn't even show up against uh, the Jets, which that was my lock. I was like, oh, he's definitely going to score a touchdown. But Patrick Mahomes decided to just beat the Jets for uh, 50-yard bombs every touchdown. Yeah, I wasn't, uh, you know, taking that 19 and a half spread. Um, you know, the Jets don't have any, they just don't, they don't have any answer offensively. Uh, so, I, you know, even this week, I, Darnold's out, um, not because of COVID, but because of his shoulder. And, uh, you know, are they going to score more than a touchdown this week? I think they're average, you know, what, what are they, 0-7, 0-8? Uh, something like that. They don't have a win, but they're not scoring more than 10 points a game. It's just ridiculous. And then uh, Mr. For receivers, you were on Mr. Tyler Boyd, who had uh, a good game. Uh, Burrow clearly likes him. He likes him and uh, the rookie T. Higgins, and A.J. Green is uh, falling off to the side, and he's probably done there. He's come on a little bit of late getting more involved, but yeah, I mean, it's obvious that it's Tyler Boyd and uh, T Higgins are, are the top two targets for Burrow right now. And then uh, Hunter Renfro was your sleeper who had a, a nice touchdown catch. And that's what you want from your sleeper. And he got uh, to three times Mark, which is real good. Yeah. How long was it? Was, was the uh, touchdown reviewed longer than the game lasted? It felt like it. <laughs> I, they just couldn't determine. I think they took off, Two touchdowns off the board before that. I think it was Ruggs had a touchdown taken away and uh, Jarvis Landry had a touchdown taken away. And then they started reviewing Renfro. And I was like, if they take a third touchdown off the board, I'm turning off this game. (laughs) Speaking of Ruggs. Yes, Mr. Ruggs. uh, uh, That's where the weather came in because he's a deep bull threat. And uh, he's... He's not a route runner yet, so he had a nice 2.9 points, which is horrible. But uh, my lock was Brandon Ayuk, and you, you were actually very surprised I picked him as my lock. And Yeah, I mean, well, he, had a, he had a great game. He, he had just under 100 yards and a touchdown, right? I mean, did he hit the 100-yard mark? I think he just missed it. Okay. So, then, yeah, he, that was a good pick. This uh, death trap of tight ends. Look at that, man. 
Yeah. Uh, Johnny, <laughs> 4.9. He did nothing. Harrison Bryant, 4.5. I was even worse with Gusecki at 1.8. And Drew Sample had zero. And the Bengals put up 31 points. This is just a freaking... This is a joke. This, this position is just a joke. I'm trying to see if there's like anybody... I've You're taken Jonu Smith twice, and he's not scored more than five points. You're hitting a nice uh, 6.25% success rate. This is just like you would think that you would hit it once. Like, I haven't hit it at all. Yeah, just uh, O.J. Howard. Just, too. Yeah, and that was a, uh, that was mind-boggling to me. That's that, that was a sleeper pick, too. That wasn't even a lock. <laughs> so... Whatever. Six percent. It's better than zero. And then uh defense. We were both bad at defense last week. You were on the Bills who could not stop uh Cam Newton running the ball because they refused to throw the ball the whole game. Uh yeah. Um wasn't too happy with that. I thought the Bills were kinda like the pick of all picks this week, but I guess not. And then uh, the Packers with zero. Well, that was because Dalvin Cook just ran all over him every play. And I don't even think Kirk Cousins really had to throw the ball either. No. And I was on the Rams, who only gave up 180 yards on offense. But when your offense is turning the ball over five times, giving up special teams touchdowns, uh, that's going to hurt you. Yeah. And then the uh, Bears, yeah, they just didn't do anything against the Saints. And Alvin, it was really Alvin Kamara just destroyed the Bears, and that was it. Yeah, sometimes the Bears' defense shows up, sometimes they don't. So, you know, I think, yeah, okay. I was going to say, I think you're you're sharing me now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I was due for I was due for a bad defensive week, so. I had I had some really I had two really good defensive weeks in a row and then I was due to kind of take a step back there but um, yeah we'll keep it rolling into this week and uh, who do you who do you like this week? Hey, um, at quarterback, I mean, I surprisingly like Deshaun Watson this week. I think he's going to be on a lot of people's lists just because of that Jacksonville defense. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. I mean, Jacksonville's defense is towards the bottom of the league against the pass. I think they are, what was it, 24th at uh, opposing quarterback's points. And then uh, my sleeper is going to be, I mean, you, there's so many sleepers this week because there's so many yeah, right. playing. <laughs> I think I'm going to take Carr against the Chargers. Okay. Pretty well. Um, we just talked about how Drew Locke let up the uh, Chargers last week. So uh, I expect more from the same from Carr. Yeah, you'd think it'd be good weather out there in L.A. Safe pick. Um, and I'm going to go on the other side of that game. For my lock, I'm going to go with Herbert. Uh, he's averaging 27 points in the quarterback position, which is 
fourth highest. It's fourth highest behind Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Mahomes. So, you know, at 6,800, I think you're getting a pretty good deal there against a defense that's 26th against quarterbacks in fantasy. So I like Herbert this week. Um, And then for my sleeper, I like, you know, it's the only team that this quarterback can beat. (laughs) And (laughs) I know you know who I'm talking about. I like, uh, I'll go with Daniel Jones as my sleeper this week. He's a turnover machine, but Washington seems to be the only team that he can beat in the NFL. So, you know, for what it's, I, I got to roll with him at least once this year. And if I'm going to do it, uh, now's the time. Even though Golden Tate is not traveling with the team and he's the only one that can catch touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. So I know we talked about that earlier. Apparently he was complaining about uh, some playing time issues and, or not him, you know, he didn't start. Yeah. His wife started it on Instagram. Yeah. And then he joined in and uh, well, I think he has to join in if he, uh, you know, wants to keep that marriage going. I mean, it's what's more important. Is it, uh, you know, backing up your wife or I don't know. He's, he's, he's making $9 million a year anyway. Um, so he's not going to get a game check this week. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like how Joe judge has kind of handled things up until this point. It still remains to be seen if he's actually going to be a good coach, but, uh, you know, as far as how he's handling the team and the situations, I think he's implementing a, you know, you talk about culture. I think he's implementing a culture there. And, uh, you know, whether Tate has a case or not, which I tend to think he does, because. But I think it's more on Gettleman for not trading him because there's no reason not to trade him. Yeah. And we talked about it. I mean, you said a seventh round pickback or a compensatory seventh. How bad do the Packers need a wide receiver right now? You're telling me that, you know, they're trying to get Will Fuller. I know Golden Tate is not Will Fuller, but he's like, you know, that perfect guy for underneath. He's still one of the best in the league at getting yards after the catch. Why not put him on that team with Aaron Rodgers, who would probably love the guy because Aaron Rodgers spends half of his time, you know, giving his other other wide receivers the deaths there. Because they can't catch the ball. Yeah, that drag right across the middle that uh, Scatling drops every game. Yeah, so uh, you know, I don't know. I the Giants didn't make any moves, and they're one and seven. Why are you not making any moves to try to get some picks? I mean, the one thing you could say about the Jets, I think they have nine picks in the first four rounds this year, uh, and. You know, the Giants don't really have anything to show for it. They really, and that's the thing. Like, if you have draft capital, you can afford to miss on some of those picks because you have you have so many. The Giants don't have the ability to do that. No, nope, you got to be perfect. And probably with a new GM regime coming in at the end of the season, I would assume, but who knows? I, I would hope. I mean, at this point, I. Uh, what have you seen from Gettleman that makes you think that he's a competent GM? I mean, the only thing 
in two seasons ago, he spent all the money on the offense getting better. And now the offense is one of the worst offenses of the league. But he spends all his money on defense this past season. And the defense actually looks competent. I can't complain about the defense. I like the moves. I like the, you know, Logan Ryan, Bradbury, who at the time I wasn't really thrilled with the Bradbury signing. Uh, but he's been good. He He's last week. I think he had like three penalties. He was just getting killed with penalties. But yeah, I mean, it's that goes back to a few years ago, like you said, when he's like, oh, we're going to we're going to rebuild when they took Daniel Jones. Yeah, it was, was it? through the offensive line. No, it was when they took Barkley. Yes. When they took Barkley. Yeah, they said we're going to rebuild and we're going to try to win at the same time, which was. Yeah. I never heard anybody say that before. <laughs> what is this guy? He's smarter than everybody else in the room, you know? Yeah, so. and then I saw a stat. I think Daniel Jones has been pressured on 29.8% of his dropbacks, which is the second most in the NFL. Yeah, so how's that uh, that carousel of offensive linemen by choice working out? <laughs> you know? I, you brought that up, right? I mean, you sent yeah. me a, you sent me a, a, a tweet from one of the Giants uh, beat writers. And he's like, oh, they're implementing this new thing where you rotate offensive linemen during the game. When does that ever work? I I mean, I don't know, but I think it does mess up D linemen a little bit in the NFL because you'd be surprised at how much tape D linemen watch and maybe not seeing a rookie screws them up at least for a series or two. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's to to me, there's something to the cohesiveness of the offensive line, and if you're constantly moving people in and out and in and out, how do you get that that feel? You know, you there's something. I mean, you played center, you played in college. How <laughs> how important was it to know to the, see Yeah, the guy to the right or left of you that like you 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 were in sync with that person. And you knew, all right, if we're double teaming this guy, I know what he's going to do and I'm going to get off or, you know, obviously it depends on what the D lineman does, but you had that feel where, you know, I'm sure at, at some points you, you didn't even have to communicate. Like it was just like, all right, I know they're going to, they're going to push me off. You know, I know I have to communicate with this person because they're not going to push me off, you know? Oh, especially on stunts that NFL D lineman run. Yeah. It's, you know, you have to. I, I don't I don't understand I, and it seems like the Giants are the only team that's doing it. So why? I Re- guess reinvent the wheel. I guess at this point you're one and seven. You're going to try anything. And the sad thing is, I mean, they beat the Redskins. I mean, the Eagles are playing the Cowboys. If they lose to the Cowboys, then they, I, they should just <laughs> drop a bomb on the NFC East. Like, just just get rid of the NFC East because this is just sad. But you have the Eagles who are. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. They're not playing the Cowboys this week. No, it um, yeah, it was last week, but I mean, uh, you know, the Eagles aren't, aren't going to beat anybody outside the NFC East. The no, Giants could just, they're going to go six and zero against the NFC. No, actually they lost uh week once. So they're going to go five and one. They go five and one. And you know, Hey, Mike McCarthy says you win four games in your division. That really raises your chances of getting to the play. Yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I can only imagine what they're saying down there in Dallas about Mike McCarthy right now. And I know, you know, Prescott gets hurt, but even before Prescott got hurt, what were they? They were one in, were they one in four or two and 
two and two and four or something like that. Yeah, they had the miracle win against the uh, Falcon. That was it. That was it. They had one win. It's like, all right, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is in in Dallas, but obviously, you know, McCarthy, McCarthy. You think about it. Why wouldn't Dallas try to tank now and go for a quarterback? Then Jerry Jones doesn't have to pay Prescott the forty million dollars he wants. Yeah, I mean, well, da- and Dallas, they you can franchise him and trade him to someone and get something back for him. Yeah, uh, the Cowboys did beat the Giants. That was their second win. So yeah, that was uh, Prescott went out and Andy Dalton came in to uh, beat the Giants, win the game. Yeah. I mean, I think the Giants, their last, like, what, three losses, is they've lost by a combined 10 points or something like that? Or Yeah. I what Was it last four? I think it's 12 points they've lost by. Yeah, something, by. something crazy. Um, so, they, you know, they play close games. They just can't finish. Uh, but, yeah, I, I digress here. I didn't mean to get into a conversation about the crappy New York teams, but... It's hard. It's hard not to. Um, so moving along here, um, let's get to. Did I even give you a sleeper for quarterback? Yes, you did. You gave us Daniel oh, Jones. That's how. That's how. That's how this conversation started. Um, so let's move to running back here. Who, who do you like this week? I mean, how can you not go with this guy? To be honest, I'm surprised he's not ten thousand uh, dollars. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, who's who's Dalvin Cook? <laughs> he. Uh, He's only 8,200. I mean, like you said, I thought he should be in every lineup this week. McCaffrey's priced higher and he hasn't played in like six weeks. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that made me probably steer away from McCaffrey. I'll probably put him in one lineup just to cover myself, but I'm not going to spread him out through everyone. Yeah. Um, I guess this Detroit team who's third, who's last against running backs in fantasy. I mean, yep, and points allowed. And they're not going to have Stafford, so they're not going to be able to move the ball. This is just going to be – you pretty much should just put Dalvin Cook on all of your teams. Yep. Every game that he's played, he scored a touchdown in. He yeah. missed those two weeks, but he's just a touchdown machine. He just – you know, they're just getting him the ball as much as they can. Um, so since you're going with Dalvin Cook – uh, I'll I'll move down the list a little bit here, and one player I really like is Ed, Chase Edmonds. Uh, Kenyon Drake is out, so Chase Edmonds' price is is pretty high up there right now at uh, sixty eight hundred. But you know he's going to get all the work. They they already came out and said that he's going to uh, to be the workhorse back there. So when he touches the ball, things happen. I mean, I think he's averaging over six yards a carry, and so he, you know, he t- and he and he's a receiving back. He got he had seven catches for eighty-seven yards. Uh, Kyler Murray has no problem checking it down to him. I like him, even though his price is elevated this week. I think last week, last week he was forty-six hundred. That's that's a twenty-two hundred dollar price increase. So you really need some some production out of him. But I do like him against this Miami defense. And uh, did you go? You didn't give your sleeper. Why don't you give your sleeper? All right. My sleeper is going to be Naheem Hines. 
last week he had uh, two touchdowns. I think Baltimore probably blows out the Colts, but who knows in that game. But if that happens, that's a perfect uh, Naheem Hines game because he's a receiving back. He has how many catches on the season? It is 26 catches on the season, 200 yards, and three touchdowns. So, so he's, yeah, he's, that's where he does his damage. A dump off machine. Yeah. Uh, no, he definitely does his damage from uh, from the receiving uh, back position. Um, let me just take a look at something here. I'm, I'm, I think I know who I like. Uh, my sleeper this week is going to be the running back for the Seahawks, DJ, DJ, D-E-E-J-A-Y, Dallas. Uh, he came in last week. God. What's that? He's a stud. I don't even know who he is. He had 18 carries for 41 yards and a touchdown. So he didn't do much with the touches, but he's going to be the guy uh, getting most of the, the carries here for this Seattle team against a Buffalo defense who is okay uh, against fantasy running backs, but um, he also had five catches and a touchdown as well. So he had two touchdowns, got in the end zone twice. Uh, I know Seattle has so many weapons, but I think this guy might be, you know, at 5,000, I think he might be a a decent pick this week as a sleeper. Let's move to wide receiver. All right. uh, I'm going to go with – Speaking of bad secondaries, I'm going to take Allen Robinson against the Tennessee Titans secondary. Okay. They're 30th uh, in points allowed to wide receivers this season. And uh, Jadavion Clowney is probably out this week, so Foles should have some time. I mean, you do worry about the Bears offense line has had some COVID concerns this week, so... I think Allen Robinson also has, leads the league in contested catches. Yeah, he's so, a. I'm going to go Allen Robinson. Yeah, he uh, his targets have gone down the last few weeks. I mean, he was getting, you know, uh, Trubisky we, just toss it up to him. Yeah, weeks uh, three, four, and five, he had 13, 10, and 16 targets, and now the last three weeks he has nine, four, and seven. Um, but, but he a uh, touchdown, I think. 67 yards it was he had six for 87 and touchdown last week so i mean he does he even with the lower you know targets he's still doing doing some good work uh i do like him Foles just has to get him the ball i mean he's the best player on on chicago's offense he just they just have to get him the ball um my lock this week i'm gonna go with stefan diggs i like him uh to do some damage against this uh Tough or not tough, uh, weak Seattle secondary. Uh, and speaking of targets, I mean he sh- he should be in double digit targets this week. Uh, he's really brought an element to that Buffalo Buffalo defense. I think he's second in yardage. I think he's second in the in the league in yards uh, behind DeAndre Hopkins. So I and I expect more of the same this week. So give me Stefan Diggs for seventy four hundred. He's the third highest price wide receiver on the slate, but for for good reason this week. Hi, uh, my sleeper. I'm going to go with uh, Jerry Judy against that Falcons secondary. All right, that's how much is he? He is 4,700. Last week, Judy ten targets, four catches, 73 yards. So, 
Locke likes him. I mean, he hasn't done much on the season. Only 23 catches, 359, one touchdown. But he beat up on the Chargers, and that Atlanta defense is just as bad. Yeah. Um, Judy, I don't think that he's... How's he done so far this year? I think he's... 23, 369, one touchdown. Okay, so... He's got to get more involved as a as a first round pick. They got to get him the ball a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to go even farther down the list here. 3,900 uh, lining up across from Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney. He's a rookie wide receiver. He he's done some good things. I think he's a rookie, um, but he's done uh, some good things. He's getting more involved. He's getting you know five, six, seven, eight targets a game. And he's uh, he's catching them. So five for sixty nine and a touchdown last week uh, against this Tennessee secondary, which you already uh, talked about, is garbage. So I like him for thirty nine hundred. I mean, give me you know five catches, sixty yards, and and I'm happy with that. Eleven you know eleven points for thirty nine hundred. That's I'll take that. Okay, um, tight end, which you should not listen to any of us on tight ends. No. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Akins is my lock. Jordan Akins. Maybe that's why we're doing so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's finally healthy. But before that, he had uh, week one, 11.9. Week two, 12.5. Week three, 4.8. And week four, 7.6. So. Yeah, what was like him? Jacksonville is 29th against points allowed to uh, the tight end. So give me Jordan Aikens. Yeah, Aikens is kind of the exact opposite of uh, Darren Fells. Like Darren <laughs> Fells on the football field, he looks like the most unathletic, you know, unathletic tight end. But and then they'll just put him in pass plays for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he's got a touchdown each of the last two weeks, and Aikens. Akins is the more athletic of the two, and he, you know, he's more of like a wide receiver tight end hybrid. Uh, so, and Watson loves his tight ends in the in the uh, red zone there. So, um, that's a that's could for thirty three hundred that could definitely pay off. Um, I'm going to try something new here. I'm just going to go right to the top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to you know, just give me Travis Kelsey. Uh, I know Carolina, according to the uh, to DraftKings, is is actually pretty good against tight ends, but you know whatever. If Kelsey has a bad game, then I'm just done with. I'm done picking tight ends. You won't hear another tight end out of me uh, for the rest of the year. Um, who do you like for your sleeper? I mean, I think my sleeper might be priced more than my uh, Jordan Aikens pick, but uh, Logan Thomas, who. Against the Giants, had three catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown. So I expect them probably to do the same thing again. <laughs> um, yeah. Three for 42 and a touchdown. Followed up, follow that up with four for 60 and a touchdown. So, yeah. Um, Kyle Allen seems to like him. He just gets consistent targets. It's not, you know, four targets here. Four, you know, the last four weeks, he's had exactly four targets every week. Yeah, he's not, uh, you know, he's not going to win you the million dollars, but he's a nice, solid pick. 
Yeah, if you're looking to save some money so you can spend up for for some of the big guys, uh, it could definitely do that for you. Yeah, and, and then I figure, hey, we're missing on tight ends, so I might as well miss in that yeah. $3,000 range. Then, uh... Yeah, might as well at this point. Um, so I'm looking at a guy here. It's really dependent on the other tight end on the team, but Jack Doyle uh, on Indy. Uh, it seems like the the, the weakness for uh, this this Baltimore team, at least fantasy wise, is the tight end position. Jack Doyle, the last two weeks, I think they had a bye last week. Last two weeks uh, that they've had a game, he scored a touchdown. Mo Ali Cox right now is questionable. Uh, it says that he did have a limited practice Wednesday, but then sat out uh, Thursday. And a limited, I guess, a limited practice Friday. So he's questionable right now. If he plays, I mean, you could still roll with him, 2,900, take a shot. Uh, at this point, I don't have anything to lose tight end-wise. So, um, yeah, I mean. You're going to have Trey Burton running a touchdown for some reason at the tight end position. Yeah, he can go to hell, Trey Burton. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. Three, he had three catches for nine yards. He had a rushing attempt. He had another, he had another rushing touchdown. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I like, uh, I'll, I'll take Doyle over Burton any day of the week in, you know, a rational thinking mind, but that's, Hey, you have to be irrational to win a million bucks. So whatever, but, uh, let's finish up with defense here. All right. Uh, give me Washington football team against the giants because Daniel Jones is going to have at least one turnover. Probably yeah. too because it's I don't know. Yeah, I mean I'll tell you right now, I like Daniel Jones as my sleeper, but I'm expecting two turnovers. I just I you know, I think between running the football yeah, he, if he gets, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen points and he's at fifty two hundred or fifty four hundred, whatever he is, uh you know. You can again. You can use that to save some money and spend it in other places. But it might not be the week to do that. There's some weird games and there's some injuries and stuff. There's probably other ways to go about that with the with the strategy here. Uh, what about your sleeper? My sleeper. I'm going to go with some bad defenses, man. Yeah. This week's tough. Okay, uh, I don't know. Give me liberty or give me death. I guess I'll take the Giants. I'll just go on the opposite side. <laughs> just, betting on, just betting on an ugly game, huh? It's going to be an ugly game, let's be honest. The last game was 20-9, 19. Yeah. Uh, I think the Giants had a – did they have a defensive touchdown in that game? I think Jabril, Jabril Peppers had a pick six. So, no. Um, who was it? It was one of the rookie linebackers did. Jabril Peppers picked them up. They, they had a... Fackle touchdown. No, Devontae Dallas. It was one of those games against Dallas. Oh, no, Dallas Fackrell had the, had the pick six. Uh, against Washington the next week, they had the pick six with Peppers. So... Um, yeah, I mean, the Giants, you know, these are just ugly games. This is what you get from these two teams right now because uh, they're just so bad. And, 
you know, do you, do we even want the Giants to win this game? <laughs> Honestly, no, but yes, kind of. Just <laughs> yeah. for pride. Just for pride. That's all we're playing for now. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm going to actually go down the list for my lock here. I mean, uh, the Steelers are the obvious choice, but, but 4,900. 4, you got to put up 15 points from your defense. That's scary. Yeah, and they definitely could do it. They definitely could do it against this team. Garrett Gilbert, who, you know, they know a little bit about because he was on the Browns. <laughs> so they know a little bit about him. But, uh, you know, if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't play, you have Garrett Gilbert at quarterback, who's, you know, this D-line is just going to eat alive. Uh, and, yeah, he has weapons with C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper and, and uh, Michael Gallup. But if Elliott's not playing – and you're going with Garrett Gilbert, you, you know, it's 4,900 though. That's, that's the hang up. Uh, I'm sure, you know, if you have the money to spend, uh, you kind of have to, you kind of have to throw them in your lineup first and then build around them because you're not going to have, when you get down to defense, you're not going to have 4,900 left over for a defense most of the time. Um, but I'm going to go down the list here. I'm going to go down to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, at home against Miami, second start for Tua, who, yeah, they won the game, but <laughs> I think he threw for 101 yards. Yeah, it was bad. And the Cardinals can actually get after the quarterback. I think they have uh, the old the old giant, ex-giant, uh, Darquez Denard, uh, not Darquez Denard, um, Kennard, the linebacker. Uh, what's his first name? Devin Kennard. I, I have, yeah, Devin, Devin Kennard. Um so they have him. Uh, I think he's on the COVID list. Yeah, he's out. So he's out, but I still like that defense to show up um, at home. You know, they gave up 34 points last week to Seattle, but they had three – or their last game to Seattle, but they had three picks, they had two sacks, and they still put up seven points. The week before, they put up 15, uh, and the week before that, they put up seven. So, you know, they're going to get points – defensively even if they're going to give up some because they get after the quarterback and they they cause the other team to make mistakes and Tua in a second start I could see some mistakes there and they're 2900 I don't I don't think you can go wrong with this with this pick here um and then you kind of have to you know I I'm starting at 2900 so I'm trying a sleeper you know it's kind of tough but uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Vikings defense against Detroit because who knows who's starting at quarterback? Uh, Galladay's out, right? Yep. So you know that, and and Hawkinson I think is is questionable. So who's Detroit gonna have? Uh, I know Minnesota's defense has been pretty bad, but they showed up last week against uh, Green Bay. Um, they still only put up three fantasy points. So yeah, I mean this is just kind of like. If you're trying to bargain, you know, bargain hunt in the basement, as they say, or whatever they say, bargain basement shopping, I don't know. Uh, Minnesota at 2,400. I don't see why they, they're not going to be at least a little bit successful enough to pay off. You know, you're asking for six, six give me six points at 2,400 and, and you're be, you'll be okay with that. So, uh, yeah, give me the Vikings. So that concludes our fantasy picks for week nine. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting week. It's gonna. I'm not really going to put too much stock in it. I'm kind of, uh, you know, and we'll get to our picks here in a second. But I'm kind of uh, a little bit a little bit worried about what uh, what might go on 
uh, this week. So you just have to have to be careful. You have to know what you're getting into this week. It'll be very interesting in COVID corner. Yeah. So uh, let's get to our, our week nine picks before we get out of here. Um, what we're going to do is, I guess, uh, again, we use DraftKings for, uh, for our picks. We go off the lines there. So we can do that. What, what we're going to do is we're going to share our screens and show our picks for this week. Uh, and then the, the odds that go with them. So you want me to hop in here first? Yeah, why don't you start it off? All right. Let me uh, make sure I get this right. We did a little test run, so I should be good to go. I will start with that. Can you see it? Yes. All right. So let's let's zoom in here. So these are so my picks here are on the right, and uh, we'll, for us. What's that? Why don't you read them off for us? Yeah. So the head-to-head that we have, I'll start off with that. Uh, I like the Chiefs at minus ten, and uh, I know you're on the Panthers at plus ten. From what I've seen, it seems like a lot of people are leaning the Panthers. Um, at least in the analysis that I've seen, I know it's, it's minus one ten right now, so it's it's pretty even split. But uh, I think the Chiefs are just, you know, the the only thing that worries me here is, and you've brought it up a couple times, are the Chiefs just kind of sleepwalking through this season. Uh, you know, they had the slip up against the uh, the the Vegas Raiders, who, uh, you know, that was an exciting game, but I, I don't know, I just don't. I don't see a team that can really stop them if they play the way that we know they're capable of playing. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, to be honest, I think the Chiefs win this game, but you mentioned it. They've been sleepwalking. They don't really care. And with McCaffrey back, he loves those uh, garbage time touchdowns. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that and that's the other thing, too. How much is McCaffrey going to play? Is he going to uh, be at 100%? Who knows? It's the ankle, so it's it can be iffy. Um, so we'll see. But let me. Okay. Did your face? I think your face just disappeared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll keep going down here. This game is going to be a mess. I you know I don't even I don't even feel that great about it. But the Titans at minus six and a half. I just. Uh, I feel like coming off of two straight losses, they're going to have to get it right. And I know it's a it's a touchdown, but um, you know this is this is another one like last week with the with the Colts. You just kind of have a gut feeling. Uh, I think the Titans are going to be able to to kind of have their way with this with this Bears defense. I know the Bears defense has their moments, but uh, they just haven't looked great lately. So. Um, I think the Titans are going to turn it around. Uh, minus six and a half. I know it's a lot, but uh, I'll go with them to to pull that out. Uh, the next one here, again, I'm going to stick with the biggest. I'm just going to take the biggest spread every week. Uh, Steelers here at minus 14 and a half against the, on the road against the Cowboys. Uh, I don't see where the Cowboys are getting their offense from unless Garrett Gilbert comes in and just has – you know, one of those games where it's like, all right, the Steelers didn't really prepare, but he was named the starter, so they should have been preparing uh, for that. So, but still, I mean, the Steelers, the combination of the Cowboys' awful defense and not being able to do anything offensively, 
I, I don't see how this is even a game. So I'll take, you know, I wish it was 13 and a half. Maybe you buy a point to cover yourself a little bit, but give me the 14 and a half for the Steelers and they're going to stay undefeated. Uh, second to last game here, the Cardinals minus four and a half against the Dolphins. I just like the Cardinals a lot this week. Uh, you know, if the Dolphins have a repeat performance with Tua, they're not going to have the same success defensively that they that they did against the Rams. All right, the Rams had to travel. I know we've talked about that where McVay's pretty good, but uh, the Rams playing a one o'clock game. They never really got off the bus, and Golf was just a tur- you know he was a mess. Uh, with the way that Murray plays, running around, making plays out of nothing. You have Hopkins, uh, you have Edmonds, you have Kirk, you have Fitzgerald. You have a lot of weapons, and uh, I expect the defense to show up at home. So I like the four and a half a lot. Uh, that's my that's my double down this week. Uh, so lock that in. Um, I like that's my that's my best bet this week. And then uh, going to Monday night with the with the Patriots at minus nine and a half against the Jets. Darnold's out again. Uh, and I, I don't know if we mentioned it on the show, but I, you mentioned it beforehand. He just can't stay on the field. Nah, it's it's bad. Yeah, so, uh, you know, he's got a shoulder injury, which I, I think it's the same shoulder that he hurt earlier in the year. Do you know? That's what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, so he's still nagging with that. Uh, I guess Flacco's going to start. Yeah, whenever so, that happens. Yeah, so, uh, you know, again... If the Patriots can put up 20 points, I see them covering this number because I don't see the Jets putting up more than 10. So that 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 to me is the question: uh, Is Cam Newton going to be able to play well enough to put up 20 to 30 points? Um, and then that's, you know, that's basically what I'm banking on is is more the Patriots being able to score because the Jets aren't going to be able to. So all I know um, is that uh, Bill Belichick loves killing the Jets. It's one of his favorite things. Yeah, and you know the defense is is still, you know they still have some players. So, uh, and and the Jets just don't they just don't they don't have anybody. So, you know even though it's nine and a half for the Patriots who have lost what three in a row now, um, have they three in a row or four in a row? Uh, I have the uh, I have the standings here. So they've lost. They've lost four in a row. So they they need a win bad. Um, I don't think they're going to go anywhere this year. But they, uh, you know, nine and a half. I, I'll take it. So how about you? What do you got? Hey, let, me, uh, uh, let me let me stop sharing my screen here. Okay. Let me... All right. You see my picks? Uh, I do. Yes. All right, we talked about it earlier. I'm on the Panthers. And then I'm going to go with my tried and true Seattle Seahawks, my Super Bowl pick. Or was it 6 and 1 on the season? Yes, yeah, 6 and 1. Yep. Yep. Uh leading the NFC West. Uh that Buffalo defense. I don't know what's going on over there, but it's it's not good. They they can't stop the run. I mean, they'll be lucky that uh Chris Carson's out this week, and so is Carlos Hyde. But I think DK Metcalf kills the Bills because they love uh, man coverage, and that's he he destroys man coverage. DJ Metcalf. I think that's that's going to be a good game, though. I think it's I think it's going to be a high scoring game over under fifty five. Um, I think it's going I think it's going to be a close game, but yeah, I think you know. 
it's going to be basically Russell Wilson versus Josh Allen, and I'll take Russell Wilson. Yeah, uh, the Seahawks also get back Jamal Adams, which is huge for that defense. Yep. Especially against the run with uh, and Josh Allen, those uh, QB keepers that he likes to do. Yep. And I'm just a glutton for punishment, so I'm going to take the uh, <laughs> Giants against the football team. Minus 107. What does that tell you about this Giants team? I don't know what it like tells. They, you. they can't even be minus 110. Like I know it's like it's not a big deal, but what about that? If you had to, if you had to bet on the over under, what would you take? I would take the under again. I mean, it was at 39 points last game. These offenses just don't move the ball. Daniel Jones is going to turn it over once or twice to make it scary, but he actually is 3-0 and against Washington for some reason. He's yeah. Out of his four career wins are against Washington, so I expect him to get his fourth. I'm going to I'm gonna look that up. Keep, keep doing your thing. I'm going to look up how many wins Daniel Jones has because I just want to verify that. And then uh, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings here at uh, the spread actually jumped to what was it um, minus three and a half now the spread has moved okay and that's yeah moved a whole point in the last hour yeah so uh, that's not bad I mean if anything, that moved in your favor, so you should jump on it now because Dalvin Cook's going to have another 200-yard game. Yep. And I think that's all we really need to talk about in that game because you don't know what you're getting from the Lions, and I don't trust Chase Daniels to uh, cover a spread. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, the Sunday night game. I know the Saints beat them earlier in the year, but the Bucks have looked a lot better. So I'm going to take the Bucks and Tom Brady. I think they were looking ahead against the Giants. So that was a trap game. That's why they played bad against the Giants. But I don't know. Drew Brees is questionable. They won't say if he's playing or not. Michael Thomas might come back this week. Who knows? He's play hasn't played since week one, so how much are you really gonna expect from him? It's really just stopping Alvin Kamara and the Bucks uh are one of the best defenses actually against the running game. Yeah, they they that's going back a couple of years too. They've they've been pretty good against the run for the last couple of years. Yeah, they've uh and they they have some good running backs in that division. Yeah, they do. All right, so uh, those are my picks. I'll just recap it real quick. I am on the Panthers plus 10, Seattle minus 3, Minnesota minus 3.5, the Giants plus 2.5, and, and the Bucks minus 4.5. Uh, very nice. Okay. Um, yeah, I was trying to find his career record. He has one win this year. And how many wins did the Giants have last year? Uh, I thought it was three. Now four and twelve weren't they? Four. Hey, they're four and twelve. So he has five career wins. Um, he's five and what is it? Because uh, he he didn't play the first two losses. So that's ten and seven. He's five and seventeen, and he's got two of the five against the Redskins. So, uh, yeah, that's that's. I think you're onto something there with the, uh, you know. 
with the Giants. Uh, you know, if he, if they do win that game, then he's he's got half his wins against one team, <laughs> which is kind of sad. But um, yeah, so those are our picks for uh, Week Nine, uh, and we did want to do one more thing. I, I skipped over it, but let's let's since we're about halfway through the season, let's just touch base on our uh, our you know let's revisit our preseason picks for division winners and kind of see where we're at. So uh, I will, since I have the standings up, I'll share my screen here and I'll bring up the standings and uh, we'll just go, we'll go from top to bottom here. So let's start with the AFC East. We were both on the bills, I believe, correct? Yes. All right. So we're looking pretty good there. Looking good. Uh, you know, if you if you were on the Dolphins before the season started, you're hoping for a, a miracle, basically, because with Tua back there, you know, I think the Dolphins have kind of decided they're not really gonna. Uh, I know, think I don't know. Yeah, give him experience, and because they have a lot of draft capital, they have the Texans pick, and what are the Texans? What's the Texans record? One and six, so that's probably yeah. a top ten pick. Yeah, uh, scoring scoring defense. I think they've played one one less game than uh, some of these teams here. But uh, defensive scoring, they're actually uh, they've given up the least amount of points in the uh, in the AFC. Their net points is uh, fifty eight, which is you know looks like it's fifth fifth best. So hey, I mean, I I thought that if you know they kept Fitzpatrick in there that they would actually have a pretty good chance to make the playoffs with the, how the rest of the team's playing. But, you know, they, they chose the, the time now to go to Tua. So uh, we were both on the Bills. Uh, yeah, it's same, 120. We got that at. Plus what? 120. Okay, so you're getting plus money. Uh, we moved to the AFC South where we were also both on the Titans. Yep, at uh, plus 150. Okay, so they were the favorite, I believe, were they? Or were the Colts? Yes, they were the favorite. Actually, the Colts were the favorite at uh, plus one twenty-five. Okay, so a little bit of uh, you know they're pretty much neck and neck, but uh, we were both on the Titan, and obviously for good reason. They're both five and two, and the other two are both one and six. So it's going to be one of these two teams, probably. You know, and I did listen a little bit to the first podcast we did uh, to start the year, and you know we both kind of were in agreement that it was going to come down to that last game and it looks like it's on schedule to do that so um moving to the afc north where again we were both on the ravens uh, we were kind of in agreement where we where we kind of separated our our thinking was was in the nfc because we were also both on the chiefs yep and the chiefs are locked up so we're looking good in three out of the four i mean the titans like we said like you said uh It'll come down to the last week of the season, but I like the Titans' odds over the Colts. Yeah, I, I do as well. Uh, and, you know, Titans were in very good position. They've lost two in a row now, so that's why you're looking at the, the even record there for both teams. Um, with the Ravens, uh, I mean, they still have a – obviously, they still – we're only not – you know, for them, they're, they're playing – they're both playing their eighth game this week, so after this week, they'll be halfway done, but – uh, it's gonna it's gonna be one of these two teams. The Browns are five and three. I don't see them really being there at the end. They might sneak in as one of those wild card teams, but the Steelers and the Ravens are just better uh, than the Browns. I think head and shoulders. So, uh, and then the Chiefs, like you said, nothing really to talk about there. They 
you know, being seven and one um, with their one loss to the Raiders, I think, you know, next time they play, you're going to see a much different type of game. So, yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. All right, moving to the NFC, this is where, you know, things got a little, little different for us. Um, in the West, I mean, you can, everybody can kind of guess who you're, who you like <laughs> or who you, who you did like. Yep. Seattle at a uh, plus 220. And I like that. I can't complain at a uh, six and one. That offense looks amazing. The defense is very shaky, but give me Russell Wilson. They were plus 220. Who was the favorite? Was it the Rams or the 49ers? 49ers. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you were getting the, the Seahawks at a nice. I mean, the, the one nice issue you have to worry about is the Cardinals have the head to head win. So the Seahawks need to beat the Cardinals next time they play. Yep, and speaking of the Cardinals, they were my pick. They were kind of my my outside the box. There was a lot of hype before the season, but the NFC West, you know, with the Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals, they're, they're um, and the Cardinals were, I think they were what, plus, were they plus 750, plus 550, one of those? 700. Plus 700, all right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you put some money on them, you're just hoping they can keep it up because uh, Seahawks are, are – you know, Seahawks are the Seahawks. They do have the head-to-head, like you said, um, but it could it could come down to to the last couple of weeks. Um, do you even want to talk about the NFC East? I mean, uh, no, not at all. <laughs> I think we were both on the Cowboys, and nothing really to say about that. We, were you on the Cowboys? Yes, I was. All right. So, uh, you know, let's let's skip over them. We'll come back to them in a second when we get to our to my conference picks anyway, because that's embarrassing. Um, NFC North, I was on the Packers. You were on the Lions, correct? Yep. This is my big miss, especially now with Stafford out. It's uh, a long season now for the Lions. I mean, they have a good shot at their over-under, which was six and a half. Yeah. As long as Stafford comes back. Yeah. I mean, it is COVID. I don't know if he tested positive or was just... A close contact, I don't know. The NFL has some weird terms, a high-risk close contact. Yeah, I don't think any—I don't even think they know what it means most of the time. Um, you know, the big surprise here was kind of the Vikings. They just have really struggled defensively, and uh, the Packers, you know, at 6-2, and two, I, you know, I'm a little—I know they just beat up on the 49ers, but— um, you know, they, uh, I don't know. They, they're, they're scaring me a little bit, but still six and two leading the division over the bears. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. And then in the NFC South, I believe we were both on the saints. Yep. That sounds about right. Um, they were minus minus one twenty five. Okay. So they were, they were the favorite to win. Uh, obviously, as you can see, the bucks are, uh, you know, six and two leading the division by a half game. Saints do have the head to head over them. They're playing again this week. So this is a big game. Yep. Very important. You're on Tampa Bay. If they win this game, then they are uh, in the driver's seat. So uh, that's, this is a big game uh, across the board. Um, Our conference championship picks. Did you, I think we both had the saints. Yep. I I have, uh, Seattle against the Saints, which is much better than you know 
what I had. I, I do have the Saints, uh, and they, they will make the playoffs. Um, obviously, you want to have that, that home field advantage for at least a game, but there's not really too much home field advantage these days in the NFL. So uh, I had the Saints and the Cowboys, which, you know, I feel pretty good about that right now. Cowboys still have a chance to win the division. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> uh, they do actually. Yeah, uh, they, you know, you you joke, but it's true. So, I mean, their net uh, is only minus eighty-one points. That defense is horrible. Uh, yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, the only the only thing that I can say is that I do have the Saints getting to the Super Bowl, which is still a possibility. I have them beating the Cowboys and getting to the Super Bowl, so uh, I have that to hold on to, despite. The fact that it might st- it might be a little unrealistic um, based on how some other teams are playing, but hey, you never know. Um, and then, who did you have making it uh, to the Super Bowl? Uh, Seattle. Okay, so you're just riding them hard right now. Yeah, um, and <laughs> so I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, if uh, you know, we were kind of joking around. If you had just if you just bet on Seattle this year, you'd be looking pretty good. Um. So for the AFC, uh, we were bo- we both had the Chiefs, which yep. I I think we both had the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, right? Yep. So that you know, Chiefs are the Chiefs. Um, who did you have them playing in the championship game? I had uh, Buffalo, which eh, to be honest is scaring me a little bit these last couple of weeks. That defense, okay. like we mentioned, has been shaky. But uh, I mean, it could be the Steelers. I mean, seven and zero. That defense is legit. Yeah. Big Ben scares me because, what was it, two weeks ago against the Titans, they had that game easily locked up, and he throws that pick in the end zone. Just yeah. yeah, that was, like, unnecessary. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we we pretty much head-to-head in the AFC. Uh, I have the Bills as well, uh, Chiefs and Bills, and then the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. So we actually were the same in every pick. Uh, for the AFC. Um, so, yeah, just, I mean, look at the Jets. 94 points. I like the minus 44. That is just incredible. Is anybody even close to that? The next closest is minus 66, and that's the Jaguars. That's more than double. Yeah. I mean, what about oh the God. NFC East? NFC, I mean. NFC you- East? Well, just the usually it'll probably be the NFC East, the worst team. Minus, Minus 81. 81. That's still not even close. Yeah, that's 60 points difference. Jeez, that's that just tells you like how bad. And I, we had Kevin on last week, and like he wants Gase gone. I don't know how he still has a job, but this is just like, look at these numbers. <laughs> You're telling me like this isn't even this isn't even competitive. The only competitive game they've had. Uh, and I won't even count the Bills game because the Bills won that game by kicking six field goals. Okay, <laughs> so if you if you win a game by kicking six field goals, I don't really see that as competitive. I just see that as the team that lost sucks. And uh, the only competitive game they've had is against the Broncos, and they still lost that game by nine points. Uh, they put up twenty eight. So if you if you take ninety four minus twenty eight, that's seventy. That's sixty six, right? So in the other seven games outside of the Broncos loss. They're averaging under 10 points a game. <laughs> That's just insane to me. Uh, this is fireable. Minus 144 is fireable. And that's not for a full year. So 
project that out. You're talking about like negative 300 net points. <laughs> I hope that's not the case because that, that that's got to be a re- that that's got to be a record by by uh, you know not like not even in the same stratosphere. That's got to be a record for negative uh, for net points. Um, but yeah, so outside of my Cowboys pick, we're still looking pretty good. Um, you know, uh, Seattle at plus 220 and the Cardinals at plus 700. I mean, whoever wins, if you put money on, on one of those, I mean, you're getting a, a decent return. Obviously, the Cardinals, you would get a lot more, but still, the Seahawks at plus 220. I, I was just kind of surprised that you, uh, that that was the number when we first picked. I don't remember it being like that, but that's, yeah, that's pretty good value you're getting back. Yeah, if it hits, I mean, you still have the Cardinals at plus 700, which you'd love to hit that. Yeah, I mean, I, if you if you if you put money on both, I, I don't know why you would, you know, if you want to hedge your bets, but you're rooting for the Cardinals to win the division. Um, so uh, before we get out of here, uh, we do have our Twitter up here. So while I'm sharing my screen, I'll show that to you. Um, and just kind of scroll through. Uh, this is the parlay that I hit on. This is one of the two um, parlays that I hit uh, two weeks ago. And obviously you can see that was a nice payout there. And then we go down a little bit farther. And this is the, oh, that's the pending one. This is the other one that, uh, that I hit. Similar payout a little bit more. So, you know, this is the type of stuff we're putting on here. So uh, make sure to take a look at our Twitter and like and subscribe we whenever we put a uh put a new episode up we uh we send out a tweet so that's how you can track us as you can see our last one here on the 30th uh kevin and the jets i was i was uh pretty happy with myself i thought that was pretty creative but um yeah so we we tweet that out as well as the itunes link you can see here um on on uh, apple podcast so make sure to check that out and Instagram, you want to uh, give a little plug for our Instagram real quick? Yeah, Instagram's at uh, squaring up the sharp. Uh, our email is squaring up the sharp at gmail.com. Obviously, like and subscribe on iTunes, please. And now yeah. on YouTube, obviously, at squaring up the sharp. Yeah, YouTube, let me uh, stop sharing that so you can see our faces as we uh, get out of here. I'm sitting in the dark. I, I didn't realize it was so dark over here, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I look like my face is glowing. Yeah, uh, it's time. It's only five o'clock, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <like> outside. <laughs> yeah, gets dark around uh, four fifteen now. So, um, but yeah, check us out on social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, email, YouTube. Uh, you know, our channel is squaring up the sharp. Uh, if you look for our, you know, specific episode name, I, I found that that's the, the easiest way to find us on there. So, uh, check us out. And uh, that's our show for you today. So we'll see you for week 10 action. Uh, let's win some money week nine. Keep the, keep the good times going, and, and we'll see you next week. So, Austin, uh, why don't you sign us off? Here's to squaring up the sharp.